What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode four of the Blurred Podcast. As always, we have Darkside. Hey, what's up? Creamcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Green Tuner. Hello. And myself, Ed Underground. How you guys doing? Good, man. I'm good. Yeah, man. It's been a great week for uh, me as a sneakerhead, man. There's been a lot of great shoes that got released. So my bank account looking a little light, but that's all right, man. But it's been mm-hmm. a good week. Can't complain. What'd you get? Uh, what'd I actually get? I got the Air Jordan 3 UNCs. Uh, nice, beautiful shoe. I would show it on stream, actually, but uh, I have them boxed up. I'm probably going to flip them, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, very beautiful shoe. But I've lost every shoe other than that. It was like five shoes I tried to get this week and lost the rest of them. So, uh, I, you know, you can't be, beggars can't be choosers. I got one, so. Got you. Yeah, now, I'm not a sneakerhead myself. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to look it up myself. Uh, a lot a of my nice friends sneaker. are sneakerheads. Like I like the, the other ones you showed me last time. The pink ones. The pink, the pink ones. Where oh, they had like the, the flowers in it. Oh, you talking about the the uh, LeBron eighteen lows? This uh, oh, Sakura. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah those, those are actually those left an impression on me. Oh, what is it? Uh, LeBron eighteen lows Sakuras. Um, yeah, they're that, you know, they're actually a fire shoe. Um, and it's funny because he re- he re- released like three three lows like this past week or two and that was the only low that actually sold out the rest of them yeah they they sold out in certain sizes but yeah lebron's are not really hyped right now so that's why like i i pick it i i like them because i like them but you know they're not really huge in the sneaker community right now so Mm. i mean people people are like sheep they go for of course like the jordan ones um you know jordan threes jordan fours and pretty much anything that's Jordan, they go for. Uh, Travis, like Travis Scott sixes came out. Um, yeah, those were hard to get, but the fire shoe. Um, but yeah, people are like sheep, and they just get shoes that is cool as opposed to shoes they actually like. So it is what it is. But maybe we can start a, uh, a portion of the podcast for all those sneakerheads out there and be like. Mm-hmm. The shoe of the week, the, the heat of the week, or something like that, or just show a shoe collection. Uh, I was gonna say the price is not that bad either. I'm looking at it online, yeah, as opposed as to what I thought they were gonna be. How much yeah. is it though? Uh, 250 or 210. That's not bad, yeah. Mm. For a shoe that was like I think probably 180 at retail, it's not bad at all. So, you know, you gotta take you gotta take what you can get, you know. Um, like I got some raging fives, Jordan, uh, Jordan raging bull fives. And those were like $200 and they're going for like, maybe I think like 300 right now. So, I mean, there's some profit if you want to flip them, but you know, for mm-hmm. the most part, I try to wear my shoes. So we'll see. I'm yeah, sure I'm, the, the hype beast would get, um, the Jordan, not Jordans, um, uh, LeBron's once the space jam movie comes out too, cause it's going to be, he's going to be pretty hyped up for at least good two to three months. Once that movie comes yeah. out. Well, that's the funny thing. The space jams that came out with the original space jam movie and are, and the other models, other years of space jams, they've gone up in price because of the space jam movie. Um, do I think they're going to go crazy? Not necessarily. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think for the, for the most part, like, space like any any jordan for the most part are usually they're going to either go for retail like they usually don't dip below retail value 
they usually always stay up above retail other than like the deltas and so forth jordan deltas but like the og classes like the jordan ones like you guys i should remember i showed you the spider-man origin story jordan ones yes like seven hundred dollars those are not going down in price anytime soon anything they got the jkos coming out uh like two or three weeks those are those going to go for at least three four at least four hundred dollars so like anything jordan for the most part is always going to do hype numbers so you know i'm like i said i'm i don't say i'm, I'm a true sneakerhead because i still like to resell stuff but i mean the game is the game is crazy right now there's a lot of good uh options out there so yeah maybe- which jordans are the ones that you end up seeing at ross are those a delta <laughs> Every time I go to Ross, they always have like Jordans, but it's in like inhuman sizes. It's like size 15 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's some like Jordans and it's funny, but you know, Jordans that are like Jordans that are not popular are like, I think there's like the 35s or not the, the most popular. Um, there's, there's a lot of Jordans out there that are not the hype Jordans. Like the ones, the threes, the fives, the fours, the sixes, um, those are usually like more the majority of the hype type shoes. But those are not even the hype. Like the ones are by far the hypest Jordans right now. Um, other than that, other than Jordans, like the Nike skateboarding shoes, the SB Dunks, mm. and the um, Nike Dunks are very popular right now. Like every colorway of a Dunk that comes out right now is going to go for at least triple the cost, the original cost. That's just how it like the pink shoe I, well, was another pink shoes i got some dunks them bad boys i bought for a hundred dollars sold them for like a little over 300 the pink corvettes and um mm, wow. just, that's how dunks are doesn't matter what color way they come in people are going to hype them up just because and plus you know you hear about people like oh man i know there's a way you can make some money off some jordans and so forth they're gonna buy jordans even if they never wear them they've been wearing uh Sacconis their entire life or like adidas their entire life but they'll buy up the jordans because they know they can flip them and resell them so that's the kind of state of where shoes are at at the moment. So, I mean, and then and, the, and last thing before we jump off the shoe talk, the funny thing is like you talk about shoes that you see like at Ross, like Marshalls and so forth. There have been Jordans that have sat in like places like that and like Foot Locker for literally months. Nobody wants to wear them. Nobody wants to pick them up. But then for some reason they get hot like a celebrity picks them up or the trend switches to that type of shoe. There's been shoes that you could have bought for bulk at like $80 a pair that sell for five, $600 now. Mm. And that's just how it is. Like there's Jordan threes out there that people weren't buying at all. They were sitting on shelves for weeks and months. Now go for $500 easy, like in all sizes. So it's crazy. The sneaker game is crazy. So, you know, you always got to have some heat. But yeah, maybe we, maybe we could do a section before, you know, we kick off the nerd talk like, hey, this is the heat of the day or the heat of the week or something like that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. You know, there's a lot of things planned for this channel for the future. So. Indeed. It reminds me of fidget spinners. Like, you know, no one knew what a fidget spinner was. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. it just like blew up. Yeah. And like sure. everyone wanted them and yeah. people were like overselling them and like, it was it was hot for a good what two three months yeah but, but crazy jordans okay. have been uh popular forever oh yeah don't be yeah don't, don't, it, be, don't it, be yawning in this podcast dude <laughs> <laughs> you, you got your coffee man don't be yawning in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just an exciting sneaker talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, point point proven. We'll never talk about sneakers ever again. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I, I'm the worst. I got some horribly dirty oh. sneakers I wear everywhere. <laughs> so I have a I have homeless shoes. 
Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. So <laughs> trust me, the, the sneaker game is not worth it, man. Like I, I remember as a kid, my parents not buying me. I, I always wanted like sneakers for my parents and they never wanted to buy them for me. Now I know as an adult, like I literally have spent thousands of dollars in a week on shoes, on hype shoes that I wanted because I just wanted them. And I can understand as a parent now, like why they don't get kids like the hypest sneaker ever released because at this rate, like I can see why people will go broke, like wearing sneakers. Mm-hmm. So I do it now because I couldn't do it as much as a kid. But yeah, it's an expensive, expensive hobby to have for sure. So you're saving, you're saving, you're saving yourself some money for sure. Mm. For a PS5 or Xbox, it's about the same price. Nobody, nobody wants an Xbox. I mean, people. I got an Xbox. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So I got I got a I got a thought here. So um, I have watched um, WandaVision and uh, recently Winter, not Winter Soldier, um, Falcon or Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. And so WandaVision, I went into one. I went into the series thinking this is going to be like a just a, you know, whatever series, just something that they're going to throw throw together. And I left out actually very, um, very impressed. Like I couldn't wait for um, when the episode started one two three like I couldn't wait I couldn't wait for the next episode because it kind of felt like a Marvel movie in my opinion and the the there was no like big hype behind it but the way they there was no big hype behind it. there was a lot of hype behind it well, okay maybe maybe, well. maybe in my opinion like mm-hmm. the people that I talked to they were like they were like eh, in the middle because it's going to be on Disney plus. And there's going to be no big Marvel movies coming out within a year, so mm-hmm. maybe Isn't that's that why. Other, uh, Kung Fu movie coming out. Well, that's recent. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about some of those um, upcoming, like what the 2021 looks like. I got some of that pulled up, but I mean, I I had the uh, complete opposite reaction with One uh, Division as you. I guess like started out really interesting, really unusual. Um, the episodes were short. And I like that Disney Plus does that with The Mandalorian, too. They kind of tell you um, as much as they need to tell you they don't overstay. So the episodes are like 22-minute like episodes. So There's not necessarily your 50-minute episode or however you know long or an hour-long standard episode runs. They don't feel like the need to jam unusual, like uh, unnecessary content in there. Um, so right off the bat, WandaVision was like kind of refreshing to me. Um the first few episodes and i liked how the decades progressed on the in like the context of the television show kind of what they're talking about first yeah. of all everyone here has seen wandavision correct no like someone no I, i've heard? seen some of it i've seen like half the episodes currently i've seen all, yeah, all the episodes i watched i watched them all okay so i mean but you eric you uh, Cream just, just call me Eric at this point. I mean, <laughs> you, you kept you, you stuttered through Eric. You're like Eric, Eric, I mean Eric, I mean Eric, Eric. Just, just call me Eric. It, it'll, it'll show up as Creamcast. I'm known as Creamcast, but yeah, call me Eric. I don't care. Yeah, sure. Um, the uh, what was I saying? The uh, the episodes. Um, you know, they progress through the decades. So, and you've probably seen that if you watched half the series. Yeah, kind of seen. And so that was a real cool concept. The the progression of the series and like the mystery surrounding it but what i kind of and this is what i'm talking about the opposite of what ed ed underground i am 
I am like in two worlds right now. I'm trying to figure out who the hell is this person. What do I call him right now? <laughs> like, if we have secret identities, like you know how like in movies, like they talk about like oh people really want to act like this in the real world, or this is how they would like if there was a world of secret superheroes and secret identities. Oh, uh, they would screw up all the you time. You would screw up, and you would be yeah. like, screw uh, up all the time. Uh, Dark League, yeah, uh, Batman. I mean, Eric. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, everything is ruined. Bruce now. Wayne. Bruce I mean, Wayne. Uh, yeah, exactly. Robin, yeah. <laughs> not robin <laughs> we already know the stuff like this on stream or on podcast yeah we know but um is. going back to what i was saying um yeah it kind of got more formulaic and it, the way it wrapped up was real um generic marvel movie you know really wasn't really special as as the way it started out and i was expecting something really unique and um kind of um unlike anything that the mcu has put out but it kind of ended up right back in the generic mix of stuff and then we'll talk about falcon and, and winter soldier which i had the another reaction where it was like i was expecting it to be generic and formulaic and it was but it really ramped as the series went and it ended way better than it started um so way more excited for the future of that series and where that will lead um, than I was for WandaVision. It was still interesting. WandaVision was still interesting for me. It just uh, kind of just got disappointed as it went along. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, I agree. It it was, um, it started out good with the mystery and everything. And then, yeah, it became a chore just trying to get through all the remaining episodes. And like the very cartoony way that some of the characters would act uh, is just really... Uh, turned me off of the show i was actually um so i started i i went into this uh wandavision with like mid expectations and as the episodes progress um i just i couldn't wait for the next episode oh for those listening and watching too um i i'm assuming there's going to be spoilers right yeah, you can yeah. Say all right. So, spoiler, we'll, spoiler we'll warning. Try as much as we can. <laughs> Honestly, it's all in her there's head. not there's Ooh. not a lot to spoil. I mean, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty like it's structured like a Marvel thing, you know. Like I mean, there's mm, not yeah. like there's no huge twist. There's no Game of Thrones no. situation here. Um, yeah. So I don't. I'm not in fear of spoiling too much for anyone. Um, so I'll try to. If there's any major twists, we could try to keep those. Um, you know. On the DL, that's correct. They'll have time. Yeah, we, <laughs> they everybody's had time. Had time. Like, I, yeah. I, I probably watched the least amount of WandaVision, and I'm Good. not at a point of like, oh my goodness, like, I'm not at a point like I should have watched it by now. I had plenty of time to do it. I've been watching other shows that have kept my interest a lot better than WandaVision. So, spoil away. And unfortunately, if you are a viewer and you are listening to this, or not a viewer, well, a viewer or a listener, um, because we're on several platforms, like spotify and hopefully youtube this time one um, day one day one day yeah, hopefully <laughs> yeah, we'll like see we have one video there yeah we'll see how this works yeah. out but um yeah. yeah go ahead and spoil it just i mean it is what it is um but as a person who ha has had the least amount of viewed episode or watch time on wandavision um my opinion on it going into it at first was thing same thing like dark side whatever at this point uh jesus yeah <laughs> this guy uh <laughs> a lot of bleeping from and yeah there's gonna be a lot of bleeping but that's okay you gotta keep those secret identities mm. um hey 
that's a good touch though people like that um but i mean going into it i was i knew coming into the whole one division situation that this was more of a bridge between the different avenger movies marvel movies that will be coming out so this is kind of a hey you know i kind of look at it like they know people are getting burnt out probably of the Marvel movies. Me personally, I was kind of getting burnt out of the Marvel movies uh, because like, it was great seeing here, like new characters, like, you know, like the Ant-Man series, um, Dr. Strange and so forth. So they're breaking out the norms of what you would consider like the traditional, you know, or the main three, the big three, you know, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Captain America. So, you know, it was nice to break away from that, but I think a lot of people, like myself, we're getting to a point where we're getting burnt out from the Marvel movies. So this was a great way of changing the medium up so that instead of, you know, having to sit through three-hour movies and so forth every couple of months uh, for a new Marvel movie, now we can go watch a movie or watch an episode in 20 minutes. And the one thing I do really, really appreciate going into WandaVision was that the episodes were short. These weren't the typical, you know, like was saying these going on to yeah i'm calling side uh 50 minute uh, whip whip all us leave all <laughs> hey, hey. um yeah going into a lot of these shows there's not there's not, i will honestly say there's not many shows that can go on for a whole hour that really just pinpoint like they get straight to the point they give you what you need and nothing more uh there's very few shows that can do that all shows that could do it well that come to mind are something like game of thrones like the first few seasons there's a lot of you know back back uh backstory that were in the books that you need to put into the episodes which makes sense but for marvel like marvel like some people say and some people hate it marvel is not a it's not one of those cinema scenes that you are going to go in and be like, man, this is life-changing. Like, man, I'm, my mind is blown from how deep the storyline is. It is usually there's a bad guy, good guy comes, saves the day, very formulaic, as you know, everybody was saying here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, overall with WandaVision, I mean, the beginning episodes, I'm not gonna lie, very boring to me. Um, it was cool seeing the decades of the different sitcom eras, you know, like the I Love Lucy generation and so forth. Um, the, what, what's the other one? That one of the big ones. Um, well, as it goes further, there's uh, uh, Brady Bunch. Brady was Bunch. One. Yeah, Bewitched was one other. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like they had, you know, it was really cool seeing that because as a kid, I used to watch those episodes growing up and seeing the stylistic um, way of directing each episode. That was really cool going through the decades. Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. give Marvel a lot of kudos for doing something that is new and refreshing. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we've been so used to with Marvel movies. Action, 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 action. You know, the movies, it's they set up the story, set up the plot. Midway through, you have your drama. And then at the end, you have your resolution. Here, they're building up to it. So it's kind of like you have to get used to that. Like, you know, the beginning episodes of WandaVision so far. And I know how I know how it ends, so I'm not really impressed about that. But, you know, I understand they're trying to build up to something. And that's just something you have to get used to. Because before, we're used to getting it in one sitting. Now, we have to get it in a sitting, but then have to wait a week. Then another sitting and have to wait a week. The people who benefit the most are the people who, like, all the episodes come out and they can watch everything in one go. That they probably benefit the most out of this. But um, WandaVision, I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of like, it's a nice break, honestly, from the whole Marvel formula. And I'm I'm with it. It was not the most entertaining thing. Comparatively, when you had, it's coming off the heels of, like, Endgame, 
you know, a year or uh, how many months after Endgame and so forth, of course, it's not going to lead up to the hype of that because we've literally been building up for that for 10 years and there's so much action and so forth that they were doing with it. But I would say this, this wasn't bad and I enjoyed it. I thought it was overall a great series. Now, so right. far that I've read, so far that I've watched, it has been a hmm. great series. I remember now why I was, I was in the beginnings big into WandaVision because in the um, the movies, there wasn't a lot of Wanda. Like we got used to Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. Um, but the other characters behind the scenes, we really weren't connected to those characters like Black Widow. Um, I would say maybe even the Hulk, um, Hawkeye, because they didn't either they didn't have their own solo movie or there just wasn't enough character depth like they have with the other characters but the main characters that we know of but um watching the first episode of wandavision seeing the uh, progression from the first to the last i was really really into it um they didn't just go from um bewitched and dick van dyke they went from that to later on in the 90s uh like malcolm in the middle and um i watched all those shows back in the day bewitched and dick van dyke stuff like that but then when it went to malcolm in the middle and so on. I was like, oh, okay. Even a modern family, they kind of did that too. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. But what really sold me, and here's some spoiler right here, um, is when they showed Dead Vision. That's what like, that grabbed me like, whoa, okay. Like that scene where they went from him in the background to like just a full face of a, of of dead vision i was like whoa because i did mm. not see that coming i was like okay this is something this is something like i want to see the next episode and after that like i was talking about okay what's gonna happen next what's the um what's the theory that's going to come up who's behind all this that wanda is doing is it mephisto is it agnes and agnes was in there but there is no mephisto but you you always talk in the back of your mind okay is Mephisto behind this somehow? And then the kids and just yeah, like the progression of the of the uh, the series was amazing. The mm-hmm. ending kind of good. I kind of have some some gripe with it, but the after the credits thing, I thought was a nice setup for an upcoming movie. But that's yeah. my yeah. So yeah, that that sets up the uh, Doctor Strange movie um, where she will play a part um in that movie i didn't see the, the after the... credits what was it oh so um, you want to say it or you want me to say it i don't even remember what it is to be honest so i remember go ahead yeah so um i think he's back in um her home country or uh just like yeah. out in the middle of nowhere with uh, lots of mountains and you see <laughs> what like was a... the name of the country Sokovia. 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 I know it's a Slovakia now. But she's like out in the middle of uh, Sokovia mountains and just like one single little wooden house. And the camera zooms in and you see her just like, you know, normally outside drinking coffee or whatever. Then she walks back in the house. And as she's walking back in the house, the camera continues to go inside the house, passes her up, and then goes to like a room. And you see, um, you see her again, but this time you see her floating in the air in her, um, 
Scarlet Witch outfit. Yeah, he was full on the full the final Scarlet Witch form. Full blown with the helmet and everything. Mm -hmm. And he's just there, like just levitating in midair, going Mm -hmm. through um, I forgot the name of the book. The Um, Dark Hold. The Dark Hold. And then like in the background, before this before it cuts, you hear um I think one or both of the kids scream Mm -hmm. mom or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he looks up with red eyes. And the camera just you know, the scene just ends, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. okay, okay. So this is this. So I'm assuming. I mean, I, I haven't finished the series, but I do. I mean, this sounds like the uh, the House of M, pretty much. Uh, uh, it follows yeah. it, it follows like portions of it of the House mm-hmm. of M, and that, I mean that's a really cool concept. Like, I think that's really cool. Um, I, I was <laughs> it was funny that I was telling my wife like. I'm like, Scarlet Witch is extremely powerful. And mm-hmm. yes. I was like, you know, in the House of M series, I mean, the whole, you know, well, at this point, it shouldn't be spoiled. It's been, it's been years. It's been mm-hmm. out for years. Yeah. But I'm like, the fact that, you know, she can literally change the probability of everybody having their powers um, mm-hmm. in the whole, in the whole, D- well, I was going to say DC, Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and changing yeah. mutants to being just normal humans. I'm like, that. that's so cool. And the fact that they kind of, played with that whole timeline of what you know with her kids and mess, uh, i always mess up the name um mosquito or wait mosquito mosquito watch out <laughs> mosquito just shooting everywhere uh. <laughs> um yeah the fact that they deal with that whole storyline with her having thinking that she has she's having kids when they're really demons and the whole bunch of the whole storyline is really really cool so the fact that they they explore that somewhat in this series i think that i mean there there's so much good there's a good template out there for scarlet witch and the fact that they mm-hmm. incorporate as much as they can without going to deep end i mean i think that's pretty cool but yeah. I mean, and if they did do that though the problem would be that because the the enhanced humans in the marvel universe right now are very limited so i mean we there's no crossovers with like x-men at the moment so unless they did that i think that would have been a really cool yes yeah really cool if they would have brought all the x-men into the whole marvel universe at the same time and then they explored the house of m i mean Mm. it'll be hard to do because so so but uh, they changed it right they did you get as far as they changed the fact that uh, Magneto yes. is her father, right? Yeah, they no, changed no. it. Well, no, I mean, I don't think they've explored that because they haven't opened that door yet. They opened it okay. in WandaVision here, and it was a really cool moment when they did that with Quicksilver. Um, if you guys all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, this is probably the most spoilery moment. Like, I'm talking about, like, a Game of Thrones thing. This was probably <laughs> the most, uh, ho- you know, like jaw-dropping moment for me when when this moment happened and it kind of had huge implications and i yeah i i had a lot of respect for them for doing this um when and i'm gonna have to talk about it here it's the quicksilver from the x-men fox universe (laughs) from the x-men first class universe Mm -hmm. um not uh he showed up as quicksilver as her brother and not aaron taylor johnson who died as quicksilver in avengers uh, ultron yeah and age of ultron so I mean that opened the door for like okay so the X Men universe is now the Fox X Men universe with um, Hugh Jackman Wolverine and Patrick Stewart Xavier is now crossing over with the Marvel Cinematic Universe through you know alternate reality goofiness um, but 
And this is probably one of the major reasons why I did not like this end of WandaVision. They threw out all that out the window in a very, very, very poor way. Yeah. Um, yes. As a joke, as a throwaway joke. Hey! So way to it was it Ralph Boner. The character's <laughs> name, by the way. Oh, yeah, boys. Boner. Um, so <sighs> it, it was you incredibly can't, you can't disappointing. Ralph on boners. No, you can't. Well, you can't, but that's not <laughs> demonetized. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> yeah. When, when, yeah. when that but, happened, like so many theories, like, I mean, it's a big deal because you, yeah. you, you were thinking, okay, if they, if they somehow brought the Quicksilver from the Fox universe, then, I mean, the sky's the limit. Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, Magneto. Magneto, Magneto, in the Magneto. Door that's what I really wanted to yeah. see. Right. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to see. Same. Magneto. Because they left that door. Them. They even when explaining the twins, like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, even even back in the Age of Ultron, or even back in the Avengers when they were, or no, it's not actually Avengers. I think it was <clears throat> Iron Man two, where they introduced the twins. I forgot, but um, they never told who their parents were. It just said, okay, it assumed that they used the Tesseract. I think it was the Tesseract mm-hmm. yeah. to give them their powers, mm-hmm. which, you know, granted that's changing the storyline of mutant powers and so forth, but that can still be brought in. You can still bring in Magneto. You can still somehow explain that storyline in a way that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm all for changing origin stories of the comic books because different mediums require different um, ways of telling the story. Um, so they cannot always be as direct, especially with all these different universes. But yeah, the fact that they scrapped those ideas when that could be one of the, like when you think of the House of M, when I think of the House of M, I think on the level of, like the Dark Phoenix Saga, like it could have been really good, like how it was in the comics and you can be able to transplant that into the movies. But the one thing that always scares me, and it's kind of good maybe they did throw it away and got rid of some of those options, was because we saw how bad Dark Phoenix turned out to be. Oh, the movie? Yeah, the movie. Compared to the comics, how awesome it could have been, and even the anime series, how it could have been uh, in the movies, but it, it didn't translate well. No. So I kind of think like even with the with the decision of not not pursuing the House of M kind of storyline and going to that level of start doing crossovers, maybe it's for the best, to be honest. So, you know, sometimes you got to sometimes you, you don't realize what you're missing until it's too late. So yeah, like, Marvel's capable, though, of like Marvel Cinematic Universe, Disney, however you want to categorize them. They are capable of taking their time and building the storyline over, you know, a course of movies and um, not jumping right to. So I, I, I have a, if they wanted to do house of M, which they would need uh, uh, the X-Men, definitely the concept of mutants introduced for that to happen. They could do that down the road. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of made her uber powerful now. And I like, we're talking about the ending of the uh, WandaVision where kind of, you can hear her kids. So uh, the conclusion of WandaVision, all the reality she created is is gone. You know, it's just, it's just a figment of her uh, power. Um, and so when all that goes away, it's implied that her kids were just, you know, created by her mind. And But she still has that attachment to those kids. And those kids are both characters in, in the comic books. Um, mm-hmm. They're part of the Young Avengers. So there's a lot of potential. There's actually a lot of hints that those children will show up again Um yeah, the Hawkeye series is uh, coming up. Is Kate Bishop? She's also on the Young Avengers. So this is like a cast of Young Avengers being assembled here. Um, 
But the really exciting thing for me is I love the Doctor Strange movie. Um, and that character was really cool to me. Um, so the plot, I don't know a lot about it for the next movie is the, uh, what, what is the title? Is that the, um, um, something multiverse? multiverse of madness, the yes. multiverse of madness. madness yeah. yeah. So um, I hope, and I don't know, I believe Scarlet Witch plays a huge part in that. I hope she's the villain. I hope she's tearing Ooh. through the multiverse trying to find her kids and causing all kinds of chaos, which would cause Dr. Strange to show up and, and stop her. Um, so I hope she's the villain because she's got a really cool dark streak um, and kind of like a grudge where the series ends. Um, so I like where it leaves her character. Uh, but as, as like I said, as a, as a series itself, it kind of floundered towards the end, but it left a lot of cool potential for, for her character. Um, and the ramifications for the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, yeah, she was villainous on on the One Division. She was basically holding everybody hostage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She wasn't a good guy. Yeah, so very she, selfish. She might yeah. need a therapy from a doctor. So I think that could be cool. <laughs> I'm sure. I think that might be the the movie, which I think will be. That's really cool how they introduce Xavier. Take time, and like you know, it could potentially be awesome to see some of the cool visuals mm. um imagining multiverse dr strange and her like fighting uh with magic or whatever you know probabilities and all this stuff it could be real cool and then just getting down to the root of root of her um uh, like issues which her are on the backstory yeah we have a lot of backstory with her so you don't have to spend a lot of time explaining stuff you know what i mean right so it's a villain that makes sense yeah yeah it, it does, and I'm sure they're like. And you know what? I'm going to call it again here, and I'm going to say that uh, if if she is the bad guy, of course, somebody will be manipulating behind the scenes. It's mm-hmm. going to be Mephisto, Mephisto. or it's going to be um, my boy from the first Doctor Strange movie. I forgot his name. Um, uh, uh, Dormammu, Par- not Parallax. No, yeah, the, not Dormammu. Yeah. The Dormammu, dude. Yeah. The um, ah, I forgot. Oh, you're yeah. talking about the no more, uh, no more sorcerers. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, I did too. Jeez, he's, he's, he's a cool character. Um, more, um, Mordo, Mordo. Yeah, Mordo. 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 Yeah, I think he's, he's. Is he also a Baron? You got a lot of Barons running Baron. around. Right <laughs> a Baron Zemo. You got Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dance. a lot of potential there for the end of one division. So generally. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of cool potential, refreshing the way it started, um, but I, they couldn't wrap it up, in my opinion, as well. And maybe because mm-hmm. they're just not used to television shows or what the plan is. They got a lot of balls to juggle when it comes to planning out the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I thought yeah. the end was kind of kind of flat, um, but it did leave me wanting more, wanting to see um, what what's going to come up next for the um doctor strange movie um another thing that it was that was in wandavision was a uh, white vision um yeah. i did not see that coming i didn't even think they would go that far and um also i forgot her name but um uh the uh the black black actress who became fight not pfizer photon photon, photon. <laughs> i don't know i said pfizer pfizer, pfizer. Okay. <laughs> is that what you said what yeah you i said say? pfizer i said pfizer <laughs> that's a side effect of uh the vaccine wow pfizer <laughs> now i'm now walking his brain is becoming smooth <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
it's losing all its ridges right now. <laughs> Did you get the Pfizer vaccine? I guess out of nowhere. <laughs> but <laughs> Disney minus. <laughs> Disney minus. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Eric. That's funny. <laughs> Disney that's pretty funny. good, Eric. I gotta say. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I can roll that joke by park. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, the whole aspect of mutants currently in the MCU, it's not even well, it's not even thought of from what we're seeing, what we're watching. But what's your name again? I forgot her name already. Oh, sir. Full time. <laughs> her. It, no. <laughs> Anyways, how she got her powers. Different from the comics. But I mean, yeah. yeah so I it was, was one division, right? I mean, so is Wanda. Oh, yeah. Wanda. Yeah, yeah so she wasn't born with it. She got yeah. him, you know, the Tesseract. Uh, well, yeah. she was born with it, but the Tesseract amplified it. Yeah, but it's not faithful to the comics. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. But like, I, I just see a lot of key things where they could have said, they could have just said out loud mutants, but they mm-hmm. didn't. They kind of like did um, how, you know, this person is a mutant in the comic books, but in the MCU, she got her powers from the Tesseract mm-hmm. or um, Photon in a, in a comics mutant or whatever. But in the series, uh, Wanda, yeah, just a lot of struggling to try to explain that at the moment. They clearly they either don't have a plan or they're coming up with a plan or there's some bridge movie going to. Um, I'm sure they're coming question. up with a plan, especially yeah, after, yeah. you know, the Disney purchased them. They yeah, probably want to make sure they do it. it the, yeah, exactly. They just mm-hmm. probably want to make sure they do it the right way so it fits the rest of what they've already built. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they're they have to be planning something, but I think it's it was a big missed opportunity. And then that um the whole uh quicksilver thing, like ah oh, come on, like yeah. that was kind of like uh, the hope, like this is actually happening. And then uh, mm-hmm. like the kind of the letdown, like ah all right, I still love you guys, yeah. but all right, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of yeah. like. They smacked that poor boner. <laughs> that was his last name. I know yeah, Ralph Boner. Last name. Ralph boner. Yeah, Ralph boner. Yeah, yeah. She just yeah. got on top of that boner and just punched into submission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah, my please, goodness! Please, please don't demonetize us. That <laughs> <laughs> was the scene, though. He's right. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes it seem like this is a, like a XXX parody or something like that. <laughs> I didn't no, realize no, this. That's he, his last name. Boner. No, but he's a, he got she just got a guy on the boner and just punched it in his mission. I'm like, am I on a Pornhub or what is this? I can imagine if someone has ever seen WandaVision and they hear a saying is, they'll probably think that. <laughs> but I mean, they take off their pants and turn on to the episode. <laughs> yeah, right. They go and be like, I looked at, I saw the video on the Pornhub. It's the same thing. Wanda jumps on the jumps on the boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> Ralph Boner. So, uh, um, but no, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the crossover, I mean, we all know that these, you know, these universes cross over at some point mm-hmm. um, with the Marvel universe. And, you know, I, I have to give credit to where credit is due. There, the, exp- the the ability to do this, to do any type of remote crossover is very difficult. And, mm-hmm. you know, while a lot of people can complain, I mean, it's never going to be kind of faithful. It's very rare that tv shows any type of live action um uh interpretation of any type of comic book manga and so forth will never be 100 percent faithful to the original source that's just that's just a fact um 
you know, watching, even watching me watching some of the recent uh, anime shows that have come out that we'll talk in another podcast, but uh, one being Invincible, you know, Invincible is not 100% faithful to the uh, top, to the comic book. And that's totally fine. And like, there are different mediums are different mediums have different outcomes and even everybody always complain you always see comments people are people being angry and complaining oh this was not in the comic books blah blah, blah. but it's very hard once you've built a storyline that's so like the the whole marvel universe is not based on anything like mutants and i think i think i do if i do remember correctly they did mention mutants in one of the Marvel movies in the past. It was a brief, like, literally just said one time. But other than that, there's no crossover. So the fact of, you know, and you got to look at it, like, of how popular a series will be over time. The fact that they even did a, 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 a smidgen of a reference, I think is good. Um, you know, what I get upset about is that, you know, they just sometimes waste really good storylines. But we'll see how WandaVision turns out. I mean, I think what Darkseid Syed said uh, about Wanda being, yeah, we're going to bleep all this. No, you started something. Um, uh, but I think for me not seeing the ending of WandaVision, that's fine. I'm probably going to watch the rest of it tonight um, or tomorrow. But honestly, if they can take all these different series and spin them into movies where, like, WandaVision, like you're saying, Wanda becomes the, the bad guy in the new Doctor Strange movie. That would, pretty, that would be so badass. Like, taking taking her from where she was before in the Avengers movie, all the way we can literally document her journey to where she now she's the, the bad guy of sorts. I mean, I think that's awesome. So, you know, I, I just say Marvel, continue to do what you do. Um, not everybody's going to like what you do, and it gets boring at times. Sometimes the formula is just very um, predictable. Um, but I think this could be definitely a new way of introducing storylines, plots, and so forth that we just didn't expect. And with this, making Wanda going from a good guy to a bad guy like that, I think that's pretty cool because we as viewers are invested, even though she was a side character for a long time uh, in the movies, now we have a little, at least a little bit of a reference to being invested into her at this point. So now she turns into a bad guy, we can kind of sympathize of all that she's lost. You know, she lost her brother. She lost her lover, you know, lost her kids and so forth. Went crazy, snapped. And now lost she vision. Husband. Well, that's why I said her lover. Yeah. That's what oh, that's, saying. yeah. I mean, but that's, again, that's a, if she's the yeah. guy. Yeah. Right. We don't know. But that would be really cool if they did. That I would think. be awesome. Uh, if, if Saya is right about that, I mean, maybe <laughs> you should write for Marvel. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the thing is that they are formulaic, like you said, like we can call these things kind of at a, from a distance, but I think um, they're very good at being aware of, of their own like nature. Um, and they, you kind of see them try to uh, shake things up a little bit um, or take big, like, I don't know if you'd call it a big risk, but I think the whole Marvel cinematic universe is a huge risk, you know, right out the gate. I think it's probably one of the, biggest risks anyone has ever taken in in film like the the concept like i think we talked about this when we did the justice league movie um kind of um discussion but taking individual superheroes giving them the time that they need to develop as characters then taking all those characters putting them together in a movie and having all those characters shine um and be balanced and you forming a connection as a viewer to each of those characters and the relationships they have to the point where you can bring them along in another movie and like civil war and critically hurt that relationship and you care for it. And then you're invested in 
where these characters are going and how they're going to come back together. And then you go and you bring in Thanos 22 movies down the line, build up to that. That is an incredible achievement that just, and yeah, did they screw up a few times? Yeah. We talked about Thor, the dark world and, uh, in the, the first, the Hulk movie, which I like, but a lot of people don't like, um, which Hulk our, movie? Uh, Incredible Hulk. The Edward Norton um, one. Uh, oh, Norton. Norton. Yeah, that's Norton. Can, uh, part of the universe. Yes, it's part. It's the second oh, MCU I didn't film. Know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's actually yeah. It's actually canon. I thought it was like dismissed. No, oh, no, wow. it is the second MCU film. But just Ed Norton didn't. Been I forgot it was some money issue. I don't know what it was. The, it was. really quick. So the reason yeah. why uh, Edward Norton didn't do it is because. People, a lot of people put it on Edward Norton in the first movie because he actually was trying to interject a lot into the story of the Hulk movie, The Incredible Hulk, because he really actually cared about the movie a lot. He, Edward Norton is actually a comic book fan himself, so he wanted to interject a lot into the movie. They're like, dude, play your role. You're, a dire- you're an actor, not the director. And because of how much he cared about the movie, they said that kind of with his acting style, he doesn't really, they were saying he doesn't play well with others. They want somebody who's a little bit more subdued. And that's why they got, um, oh, what's uh, his name? I forgot his name. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. which, you know, Mark Ruffalo is a great actor. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. But he's more, of, he's a subdued character. As, he's more of a subdued character than Edward Norton was. So um, if you actually watch the, the Incredible Hulk movie and the end credits, um, the general meets up with Tony Stark and yep. that's when Tony actually brings up the Avenger in this initiative for mm-hmm. the first time in the whole Marvel universe, which is kind of cut. It's kind of weird how they do it because Tony brings it up to the Hulk prior to the first Iron Man movie. I think, I, I think Iron Man hadn't came out at that time. I think Iron no, Man, no Iron like, Man one came out and Incredible Hulk Hulk. came out right up. That's how you know who Tony Stark is. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, then they, they said it. And then I believe, okay. So Fury said it in the first Avengers initiative came up to Tony in, Stark. Yeah. And then yes. the first Iron Man and then Iron Man said it to general Ross in yes. the Hulk movie. So yeah, yeah that it, it, people don't give it credit because it seems separate. You didn't see really Iron Man. You didn't see any other characters in it other than General Ross, which you see in the later movies of the adventure movies. But yeah, people don't give it, give it credit for what it was. No, I, I liked it. I remember a while back when I was talking to Darkseid about it. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first interests into sort of seeing uh, Captain America fight against the Hulk because they had that one villain who had the, the so, uh, super soldier serum, remember? Yes, yeah. and they when they pulled Bonnet. the serum out, it was um, I forgot the name of the doctor who the professor who engineered the super soldier serum for Steve Rogers. His name was on the vial when they pulled it out in that movie. So there were a lot of little things, and I think Stark Tech might have been on some of the equipment they were using on the Hulk. Yeah, so was. yeah, it was some like so they were trickling it. In. I love those early Marvel movies where it was just like they're kind of feeling it out, and um, mm. remember the feeling of of those. Um, stingers at the end where everyone stayed for the stinger because it was it was a big deal and it was cool when mm-hmm. it when they first started when doing it first it, started when it, was when it first cool. started now nobody yeah, cares now oh my um, god but then that early marvel like so going back to like a lot of credit for them to develop characters so scarlet witch she was you said she was a throwaway character black widow is a I mean, she's a big deal. She's a good character in the comics, and she kind of... I'm glad she's getting a movie because um, she does have a really rich backstory she can pull from. I don't think they'll get as dark as they need to because she's right. definitely an R-rated 
uh, backstory for her, which I don't think Disney will ever go there. But um, a lot of potential. Um, um, uh, sorry. Speaking of yeah. uh, Dark and Disney, what do you think will happen with uh, Deadpool now that Disney owns uh, Fox? Ooh. It's just as R. a side conversation, yes. they already it's, said that. Yeah, yeah they already said it's, said it's staying R, so they'll let it be what it is. Okay. Yeah, right. and I believe they'll it'll be self-aware of the fact that he's from 20th Century Fox going into Disney. <laughs> so it, 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 he will be, he he will be like you think Deadpool will be. Oh, perfect. No, Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool will be. Yeah. Right. going into the disney which i'm excited to see <laughs> yeah. what happens there's gonna be definitely fourth wall fifth oh, wall yeah. breaking in between a, back, a lot of x-men jokes where are the mutants i sure i'm sure he's gonna oh, be so great a lot of this stuff. <laughs> where all those guys go seems like only you are yeah. <laughs> some interest yeah it could be real cool real interesting um but yeah like, uh wandavision generally yeah speaking, no yeah Creamcast is right. At least now they finally are fleshed out a little more because mm-hmm. she was pretty forgettable in the main movies. Yeah. At least now you get to understand her better and um, kind of they start to scratch her potential of, you know, what she can actually do. Um, you know, as opposed as to the very little things that she did in the main movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, and it's, it's really cool that, I mean, like I said, they, they pay homage to a lot of things of previous storylines so i mean like i said it, it like it, it's an accomplishment in of itself and it's not an easy thing to do and to bring in like a house of m into a whole movie i think it could go disastrously wrong because there's so much you can do with that that whole comic book throughout the entire movie like and the thing is like how like, they've transitioned her for like i said from the you know the damaged teen to you know wants to kill tony stark now she's part of the avengers and she loses her lover uh vision just in case you didn't realize what that was um uh and then she loses her kids and then she you know she she's having a mental break after this whole after endgame so i think that is really good i i I really look forward to what they're going to do and we'll, we'll see you know marvel for the most part i think marvel has gotten a pace of their movies and the the thematics of all of their movies at the point that it makes sense. Like they're, they're in a good pace. They know how to do all their movies like uh garden of the galaxy three that's coming out. Um, I think James Gunn is back in the director role for that. Mm-hmm. I think, they, I think they literally, I think they both, I, I remember they boycotted. They're like, we're not going to shoot Garden yep. of the galaxy three. If yep. he's not in this movie, yep. I trust how that movie is going to turn out. I mean, now with Adam coming in um, as the bad guy of the movie, from Garden of the Galaxy 2, a lot of people are like, based on how everything went on in game and with the multiple Gamoras and all this other story, storyline as it well, not multiple because there's only one now because one got killed. Uh, spoiler alert, but I mean, I'm looking forward to how they're going to do the entire, entire storyline past Avengers, past the original Avengers, and they start going to the new age and so forth. I think it's going to be really good. So uh, I say we can trust Marvel, um, for what they're doing. Um, so we'll see speaking it's, of guardians of the galaxy since you mention it um disney plus will be getting the guardians of the galaxy holiday special in 2022 one shot hmm. i nice. i think that sounds really fun it'll, it'll be directed i think james gunn yeah james gunn directing so it'll be and that'll come out right before the guardians 3 comes out so oh, yeah when's nice. the suicide squad by uh James Gunn coming out. That is out this year, right? two months. Yeah. Month? Two months. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna really soon. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. HBO um, Max. I'm, oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. HBO Max has a lot of good stuff coming. They got The Matrix coming out this year. They got Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another big movie that I'm missing. Um, does The Conjuring 3, I'm not a big fan, but it's on there. Conjuring, I'm, um, I'm a big fan. I love The Conjuring. Is Conjuring the doll? Uh, it's a spinoff S- yeah, of same, that universe. Same universe. Which one was the yeah. one where at the end they were like in the basement and it was filled uh, with water? Saw? No. Uh, that was Conjuring. One. No. Conjuring. Yeah, that was Conjuring, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Conjuring. One. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it had uh, nice moments of comedy in it, which was yeah. unexpected. Space Jam is going to be on HBO um, mm. Max. Yeah. Spiral? Is that cool coming on Max? Spiral? Spiral is uh, not. I don't think Spiral is. No. Oh, the, Spiral the, uh... is the Saw prequel. With uh, Chris Rock. Oh, Spiral. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Spiral the Dragon. Spiral the Dragon. <laughs> uh, spiral the Dragon. <laughs> spiral Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff coming out on HBO. So I think that for, I mean, this is a great, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is a great time to be alive, guys. So like, there, we've seen <laughs> comic books after comic book movies. We're seeing yeah. really good content that's coming out right now. And, yeah. you know, like, I would have never thought, like, even going back to the stuff that we talked about before with, like, the Snyder Cut. Who would have ever thought that we would have a team up of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Cyborg all in, in the Flash, all in a movie where it's really well balanced? You know, um, yeah. uh, would have thought we would see the Snyder Cut. Period. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. 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 So I'm like, this is a really t- good time for comic book lovers and for those who just love seeing their superheroes and everything else coming to the big screen slash hbo max this is a really good time and you know i'm really looking forward to like like i said guardians galaxy 3 even though it's coming out for next year i think it's gonna be really good suicide squad uh you know i'm the first one i was not a huge fan of actually i thought it was pretty bad Um, it was bad yeah it was pretty bad but Mm -hmm. you know with james gunn behind it i don't trust warner brothers but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that James Gunn could do it justice, especially with how well Snyder Cut did. I think that they probably will trust the director's vision a little bit more than what they have in the past. This has been episode four of the Blurred Podcast. You can find us on major platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, and don't forget YouTube. Thanks for checking in. Blurry later. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>